0: Hey guys, so this is an off-of-the-top-of-my-head segment right about now. We're going to title this, What No One Tells Us. So first off, let me just say it's Saturday. It's been hectic all day gone day, and it's led me to this moment, of course. um, Today's been off the chain. Like, um, I'm currently going through some growing pains. And like I said, that's what brought me here right now to talk about you know the title what no one tells us these particular growing pains that I'm experiencing in no way shape or form am I trying to say like oh we should have had a personal little tour guide walk us through these hurdles and tell us what to expect that's not what I'm saying when I'm referencing what no one tells us I'm referring to the elders that babble on about every everything else right Oh young lady, you shouldn't wear that dress. Or oh, young man, pull your pants up. They have mouth for everything else, guys. But ain't nobody told us how to build no credit. No you didn't. No one told us that when you get on your job, the obstacles on the job would be so out of this world sometimes that you you might not even be able to go to HR. Like these are the what I feel essential hurdles. They could have passed along they could have relayed over thanksgiving dinner they could have let me know at some point rather than the typical why you on that phone like like really i can't say other than my grandmother i can't say any other elder that i grew up with you know um instilled anything essential other than my grandmother and it's not a jab to elders that's that i don't i don't want that to be the theme of this segment. What I'm trying to say is there are growing pains out here that a lot of us are getting into blindly that we had no inkling about but come to find out through conversation we learned that some of our elderly loved ones had, you know, they've they've experienced it and they might even notice that you were in this particular rut and they didn't offer anything. But the typical... Why are you wearing that? Why are you dating a woman? Why are you dating a man? Those frivolous things, like, that's kind of got me up in arms today. Like, I was thinking, like, how in this season of my life, um, it's, it's so up and down. Because I remember asking God last year. I was like, God, look. No, actually, I ran across this prayer. I don't know if I mentioned it already on my segment but basically there's a prayer it's like a 94 line long prayer it's 94 lines and it's called breaking the evil covenant right in this uh prayer you recite 94 times different ways covenants have been on you know evil covenants have been placed on your life um and in praying that prayer I thought to myself, you know, I got through all the whole prayer. Surely everything's going to go right. And And I still believe things have gone right for me. It's just that what I was not prepared for was the work still needed afterwards. And I'm not saying an elder should have or should not have been there to guide me. But, you know, I was talking to a coworker the other night. And it would be helpful if I had an older person of the cloth that knew the word, you know... Pretty much give me some insight because once I prayed that prayer, it's like I opened a Pandora's box, but for the good or for the better. So once I prayed the prayer, I started getting tested. That's nothing out of the norm. I'm always tested on this walk. Sometimes it can bring me to my knees. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it'll bring me to my knees, and I'll be screaming, crying. Because this type of test is, you know, it's it's so spiritual. And you know deep down, you know, you may want to answer it B or circle D. But you know, sometimes it might require you during these tests to simply ignore and move on. And it's hard because you want to respond. You want to give something. So, I got tested through all my vulnerabilities. Like I said before, Those, are, that's where you're mainly tested at. And what the test did to me this go-around, as opposed to the times I got tested without that prayer, that breaking the evil covenant prayer, it seems like this go-around, I was seeing myself, seeing the situation, and seeing the parties involved. And there were revelations and epiphanies hitting me all at once. So now it's like, dang, I'm taking a test. I'm learning. I'm studying. Now I got to move. I got to know how to respond all at the same day on time. It, it it created such a frenzy in my head. And like, you know, it's such, it's such a relief to be able to express that right now. Because I, I, I couldn't for the life of me put into words what things have been like since I've prayed this prayer. It's like... Yes, I've made uh, of triumphs. Yes, things have gone well. But don't think for one second I'm not still having to go through those hurdles where you really got to put in the work and do that time. Like, I'm over here thinking, and um, I was thinking about how after I did this segment, I was going to do another one called Solitude. But you know what? I'll just tie it all in this one. So, like I mentioned on my last segment that um it's called running i'm on like a little hiatus i'm not talking to a lot of people it is not to spite anyone it is not to make anybody feel less than right now in my life i gotta be alone and i remember you know i was thinking back to a time when i was a child and how you know i was always alone and how i hated it and how growing up i resented being alone i would do anything even if that meant being around people i know didn't mean me well i would do that Like I said, since I've prayed that prayer, break the evil covenant. For those of you who are unfamiliar with what a covenant is, it's an agreement. So if I'm breaking an evil covenant, I'm breaking an evil agreement that was placed upon my life. At some point, I willingly allowed myself, which I just said, to be around people I knew didn't have my best interest to avoid the demon of being alone. So what I did was put myself around people that I knew might have felt... You know, I might have felt 100, they might feel 50% about me, whatever, you get the picture. But I did that to avoid having to do the work. The work being the ugly cry, the mourning of my childhood, the mourning of the loneliness I endured. And now that, you know, I'm on this little hiatus from everyone, I'm actually enjoying the very thing I feared. So it's like, not only am I getting what I want, not only is God restoring me, but he's letting me see, like, hey, it didn't have to be this way had you relied on me. Had you cast your cares and worries on me, I could have filled you up a long time ago and you would have never run through all these people. Friends, relationships, opportunities, jobs, all of that. And I'm sitting here eating crawl, like my grandma used to say. That's one thing my grandma used to tell me. That's Like I said, shout out to my grandmother one more time. I'm going to keep shouting my grandmother out because she's the only elder in my life that took the time to put me on some kind of game. With love, without, without, you know, tearing me down. My grandmother ain't never broke my spirit. And I really want to shout her out. Grandma, I love you so much, man. I really appreciate you. You've had a major impact in my life. And I got to say, like, being in solitude, I'm forced to think about and make note of what no one tells us. No one tells us that if we just cry it out, we won't think about it no more nobody tells us that if we just let ourselves feel it won't hold us captive no more nobody tells us that if we address it like i said in one of my other segments sometimes the fight is not about how good you can throw it's about is you gonna stand is you gonna show up are you gonna be present if i had if i had known that i would have shown up a long time ago and like now that i see that now that I'm forced to not, you know, I think sometimes on this, on this journey, people always want to reflect on the parties involved and not self. No, nah, not me. I'm going to look at self. If I had just shown up sometimes, I would have knocked down so many more hurdles. If I would have allowed myself to just feel and be ugly, um, I, I had a fear of being ugly. I had a fear of appearing as if I was a mess. I am here in the most humblest form to let you know I am an ugly mess. I own that, and God is breaking me down to build me up. If you cannot accept my ugly mess, I don't know what to tell you. This is what it is. (laughs) This is not to say I am going to blow up on you because I'm an ugly mess. No, I'm just letting you know where I'm at. I'm letting you know there's major repair. I'm under construction. Don't drive through here if you don't want to see the mess. (laughs) You don't want to get on no bumpy road right now. You ought to proceed with caution. And this is just how I feel. I'm just sitting here in solitude. Crazy morning. Finally had a chance to get my little weight loss tea, my little CBD oil, my little spinach dip, and hide away and do my homework. That's how I treat myself these days. And I was just sitting back thinking. I was like, you know what? it really isn't hard i I, i've made it hard by trying to do things my own way by leaning on my own understanding and once again when no one tells us is what we should be really going to god about and how we hear him no elder has told me that they didn't say pray. They didn't tell me how he responds. They didn't tell me that sometimes it's divine intervention. They didn't tell me sometimes it's, it's if you stay still enough and hear that good voice on the inside. That's God. No one, they, they, they told me to pray, but they never told me how to find God. They never told me how to hear from him. But they passed judgment. But they gave us grief. But they saw us starving, and they didn't throw us a piece of bread. That's that's what I don't understand. Like, no one tells us that most of this journey is is so spiritual, and they watered it down, and they make it seem like, oh, do what you're told, do what I'm told. That never sat right with me. You gonna tell a, a traumatized child to do what she told? She's told. I would never just do what I'm told. You had to explain to me why. No one ever, it's it's no blueprints, it is. And then it's like the little bit of information do get. we do get, we want to hold on to it so tight that we're not willing to share with nobody else. Like, no one else can have our notes. It just belongs to us. And then we laugh at people when they're stuck on, on, on first base. It's like, come on, somebody had to teach you something. What happened, where where are the elders that you can sit on the porch with and they put you on game? They just sit there and they just enlighten you on all of life's curveballs. I had stumbled across a Facebook page the other day on the risky side. It's called, um, I Regret Having Children. And on the thread, it talks about people who obviously regret having children. And at first, I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. But after reading it, you see a lot of people saying the very things most of us are afraid to say. And I'm speaking to those with children. Some of those anxieties, even though they were bizarre, were actually normal anxieties of being a parent. But if you were to publicly speak on these issues, they would cash you off and probably come and snatch up your kids. When really what you mean to say is you're tired, you overwhelmed. And then you got elders. And when I say elders, it doesn't always have to be 60s. It could be 50-year-olds. It could be 40-year-olds. If they have some type of uh, longevity over you, that's your elder. I'm talking about you got elders out here that know what you're going through. Had to weather that storm. Got they behind kick weather in the storm. They'll tell you, "Oh, girl, hush your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about." It's it's bigger issues out there. What are you talking? Of course, we know it's bigger issues. I mean, you probably complaining because I drank your coffee and you 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 crying and moaning all morning about that. But guess what? There's a war going on. I can't respond to you that way. We all got, we all know it's bigger issues, but sometimes we let things keep us captive and knock us down to the point where we just don't know and sometimes it's refreshing and it's encouraging to hear said elder explain to you this is very normal and it is it you can achieve it you can get through this i i just I'm, like i said i'm just sitting here and i'm like wow like No one told you it would be like that. They said, go to school, get an education, get a job, take care of you and yours. They didn't say, like, some of these hurdles, so complex, right? And, and like, you didn't have podcasts, YouTube, self-help, that type of thing 50, 40 years ago, right? And I'm just sitting here, like, some of this stuff, you got to write it down. You got to record it because it's so complex, I'm thinking about where I am right now in life as a mom, okay, woman of the house, and what that means, and I'm only 25 years old, OMG. O-M-G. like, no one said it would be like this, like no, like, no one gives you a blueprint on what it means to care for human beings, like, not just children, but, like, your family, like, the role, and then, No one tells you how it's gonna be when you're the oldest child. What's what's expected of you? Like it's so much, and you're like, "Where's all that lip at now? Where where are the big mouth elders right now in this moment?" And it just makes you reach out and look for other people that get it, and to know, you know, to reach out to those people that supposedly get it don't get it, whatever, and then they reject you or they, you know, don't keep your feelings in a sacred place. It really is a a spit in the face. Because we're all battling something to some extent. Gotta have an outlet. Because apparently the outlets we should have, we don't always have them. I have a lot of family and friends that don't have parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents to go to. They're just on their own. What does one do that never had a foundation when they are yearning and they're hungry and they're thirsty for knowledge? Where does one go? What no one tells us is that there are people, there are groups of people out here that don't have the luxury of having people pour into them. Therefore, they grow up to have empty cups, have empty cups. And we typically get hurt by these people, counted out by these people, mistreated by these people. And we want so bad to rule them off. But it's like, hey, what no one tells us is, how do we serve these people so that we can, in turn, get served back? Because it's, it's a great portion of people out here that have love, grew up with love, and there's a great portion that don't have love. I mean, I mean, I hate somebody near and dear to me. They're always talking trash about guys standing on the corner. I get it. They're standing right on the corner. It might not be pleasant to your eye. It might even be a eyesore. But I'm thinking like, okay, that would be you too if you were uninspired and you didn't have no one to push you. Like, <laughs> what no one tells us is that we can easily be, the, be at the very place we don't want to be if we don't have anyone to pour into us. If we don't know anything. Knowledge is key. What is that Bible verse? For we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Come on, y'all. Like, this is what no one tells us. It's all about what you know. They say, oh, it's who you know. No, nah, it's, it's, it's really what you know. And from what I can tell you is that people act like there's a shortage on blessings. Like, that's an impoverished way of thinking. Like, they think, like, God is giving out blessings, and He like, hey, y'all, I won't let y'all know there's only five more blessings left. Get in line. It's it's not like that. It, it, it's an abundance of blessings. There's, there's so much space and room for everyone. What no one tells us is that there's space and room for everyone. So we all, we acting like God got five blessings. He threw them in the needle in the haystack and we gotta go through them. It's okay to get tired. It's okay. Nobody tells us it's okay to be human. Like, I get it. Everybody's... You know focused on sexual orientation these days but can we be focused on humanism what it's like to be a human what it's like to play an octopus role do 50 11 things at once when you only engineer to do one thing at a time you're a human it's okay like you don't have to be a baby jesus it's only one jesus it's only one jesus only jesus could do it all and bear it all like god can do it all bear it all you are one person. What no one tells us is that while we're worried about serving everybody else, we can still serve ourselves first and and, and take our time and let it get as crazy as it needs to get when we are healing and taking care of ourselves. That's what the heck nobody tells us. And I'm going to get off right now because I want some more spinach dip. But let me know what you think. Do you feel like there's a list... Or is there a few things you want to throw at me that you feel no one tells us about, but yet they constantly telling us about every other thing that isn't relevant to what's going on right now, but there are essential things, vital information we never receive. Let me know and I'm open to hearing what you have to say.